Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hey, good morning. It is Friday, November 3rd, six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, the House passed a bill. It will provide $14.3 billion in aid to Israel as they fight that war against Hamas. It is a move that is setting up a clash between the Democratic-led Senate and, of course, the Speaker, Mike Johnson. On this vote, the yeas are 226, the nays are 196. The bill is passed. Without objection, a motion to reconsider is laid on the table. So there we go. Some celebration from the House uh, of Representatives. All right. So there's a lot of layers with this. Let's just get right into it. First of all, we don't need to send any more money to Israel. We don't need to send any more money to any other foreign nation. We give gajillions of dollars every single year. The Iron Dome that Israel uses is in many ways primarily funded by us. We give billions of dollars every year to Israel. This is not a funding issue It is allowing Israel to finish the job issue, and our primary goal, job, whatever here, should be to simply get out of the way, say we have our carriers on standby. If you need assistance, let us know. Otherwise, good luck and let us know when you're done. That's number one. However, if you are insistent upon uh, sending money to Israel, then it should be offset with cuts to other places. They have done this with uh, cuts to the Internal Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. And I think what is hilarious about this is seeing the Democrats lose their mind over something actually being paid for and the Democrats being irate that Ukraine funding is not being tied to funding for Israel. And Mm -hmm. this is the government, most government thing ever, where you take some, government will take something where people kind of, universally agree. And in this case, I don't think there's universal agreement that we should send $14.3 billion to Israel, but there's universal agreement we should back Israel unless you're a lunatic like Rashida Tlaib. And so what the Democrats say is, well, we've got this other thing over here that really isn't universal and is now super controversial, which is Ukraine funding. Well, let's tie it to the thing that everybody agrees with because... Otherwise, it's going to be hard to pass the thing. Mm-hmm. And so kudos to the Republicans. Well, again, I don't agree with sending this money because I don't think money's the issue. If you're going to do it, take it from somewhere else and make things stand on their own and live or die based on their own merits. Okay, so we do have a little bit of a breakdown of what this emergency aid package is going to pay for. And they're saying that $4 billion will go for the Iron Dome, $3.5 billion for advanced weapon systems, $1.2 billion for the Iron Beam, $1 billion for artillery and munitions productions, $150 million for enhanced security at the U.S. Embassy, and also $50 million for the evacuation of U.S. citizens. Oh, okay, real quick though, and I don't mean to cut you off, but this is very important. How is it that we just invented $14.3 billion for Israel, but we don't have money to secure our southern border? Correct. Yeah. Well, that's the big question everybody's asking. It's like they want to put it in this big pot and say, we're going to distribute this however we feel. But 
that's where the Republicans are saying, no, 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 no. We want some accountability. At least that appears but, to be what Mike Johnson has said. But it said. also shows how unserious the Republicans are about securing the southern border, which comes back to the conversation we've had. If you can out of thin air with your really your first action as a unified, air quote, Republican House of Representatives, mm-hmm. give money to another country, how do you look the American people in the face and say – we are incapable of securing our southern border, yet we are prioritizing other people over our own citizens. And this is where many, many people get very, very frustrated that there's always money for everyone else. There never seems to be money for the nuts and bolts things needed to make America a better place. Well, speaking of that caravan, I heard uh, Tony Katz saying yesterday that that number is up to about 7,000. That was yesterday. It's probably even greater today. And now it's being reported that under the Biden administration, the number of migrants, that population is greater than what we have in 15 American states. Yeah. And look at what the Republicans are doing. They are making their priority another country. What they do last year, the Democrats made their priority another country. We always seem to have money for other people and we never seem to be able to do the basic things. I think we should universally agree that securing our borders should be a top priority of the government. We always talk about government doing things it shouldn't do. It doesn't do the things that it should, which is make sure we know who's coming in and out of this country. Absolutely. So Chuck Schumer is saying that there's a bunch of hypocrisy here, that by cutting funding to go after tax cheats, it will actually explode the deficit by billions and billions of dollars. And then he said, what a joke that is. It isn't Okay, so this statement was very interesting, that Schumer's default view of the U.S. taxpayer is they are a tax cheat. Mm -hmm. That was so insightful into how these people in government view you, which is that uh, you are by default until proven innocent a tax cheat. You are somehow screwing the government unless you prove yourself to be innocent. And look, you want to fix air quote tax cheats it ain't going to lie in the Internal Revenue Service because the Internal Revenue Service does not have near enough money to be proven victorious going after the people that that Schumer and the Democrats like to talk about. There is a reason these people are billionaires. They have really good financial people around <laughs> them. If you want to fix the air quote tax cheats, they're not actually tax cheats. They're people who operate inside the tax code, which is written by Chuck Schumer. You know who's going to get swallowed up? People who can't afford accountants. Right. People who can't afford an army of accountants. Or a lawyer. You you're know who's right. going to be fine? Chuck Schumer. Exactly. You're 100% correct. But it was fascinating. And if, again, well, we'll talk about this a little bit later on a local issue. If you let people talk long enough, mm-hmm. they'll tell you what, you really, what they really think and what they're really doing. And in Chuck Schumer's view, you regular citizen, you American taxpayer, you are a tax cheat by default until you are proven innocent. Okay, so this divide between the House and the Senate, it's coming as that government funding is set to expire on November 17th. So we're just a few days away from that. You know they're going to be wheeling and dealing. But Mike Johnson has said he will not consider a spending bill for Israel that doesn't include other spending cuts. 
So just to follow up, uh, you stress the need to be able to pay for the Israel funding. As you know, President Biden has issued a veto threat on this bill. Would you consider putting a bill on the floor that includes funding for Israel, but does not have spending cuts, or is that a non-starter? No, listen, we, we are in dire straits <laughs> as a nation, and if you talk to leaders at the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the Pentagon, sometimes even in recent years under oath, they've testified before the House Armed Services Committee, where I, I served until um, last week. Um, if you ask them what the greatest threat is to our national security, you would expect, most people expect they'd say China, Russia, Iran, terrorism. They say it's the national debt. We have to address it. We, we have obligations and we have commitments and we want to protect our, our, and help and assist our friend uh, Israel, but we have to keep our own house in order as well. And I think people at home, I think the American people understand that. At home, you have to balance your budget. At home, you have to make tough decisions. And Washington should run the same way. And so we are here to change the environment, to change the paradigm, the way Washington thinks. If we continue on the trajectory we're on, it's going to hurt our country terribly and it's going to hurt hardworking Americans even more, seniors and the rest. So we have to, while we take care of obligations, we've got to do it in a responsible manner. So I've made this very clear to the president, myself, in our in our cordial meeting that we had. I've made it very clear to our colleagues, House Republicans. I spoke at their, I mean, uh, Senate Republicans. I spoke at their luncheon yesterday. Um, I've, to every cabinet official I've spoken to all the way down the line that we're going to do this in a responsible manner. And that's, that's a very important principle for us. Mr. Uh, it was kind of nice, actually, to hear him say that the greatest threat to America was not climate change, because that's been a talking point forever. Yeah, but he's not addressing the national debt. Yeah. he, he It's like he's revenue neutral on this. That's not addressing the national debt. And they don't actually want to address. There's nothing the Republicans have yet done or Mike Johnson has done. And we're going to find out real soon because mm-hmm. that 45 days is right around the corner. Yep. We're going to find out. Uh, whether or not they actually want to address the nation's debt. But let's be very let's be very specific about this, Casey. Mm. We're not going to be Obama or Biden. We're not going to be clear. Let's We're going be to, specific. They, there is nothing the Republicans are doing in this bill that is addressing the national debt. Now, if you had a balanced budget, would this be a responsible thing maybe to do if you had your finances in order and you weren't $33 trillion in debt? Sure, okay, this is a good way to go about it. But this is just simply moving money. It is in no way... It's a shell game, yeah, you, right? You're not doing... it. It's better than printing more money, but that's like saying being an F student is better than being an F minus student. You're still failing. Can we talk about this Tucker Carlson thing when we come back? Absolutely. Because you know I am super passionate about Julian Assange yep. and I think him and Snowden in many ways are are national heroes and what is happening to them is ridiculous and it looks like Tucker Carlson is is going to interview Ju- Julian Assange? Is that what's going on? Well, we'll get into it coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It is 
It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So yesterday, Tucker Carlson tweeted something out. He announced that he is visiting journalist Julian Assange in prison. Uh, Julian Assange is at the Belmarsh prison, and he is facing extradition to the United States on charges of receiving, possessing, and communicating classified information to the public under the Espionage Act. And he's facing more than 100 years if he's convicted for publishing to WikiLinks. And he's been behind bars since 2019. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, I'm curious if he's actually going to appear on Tucker's program. It says visiting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means he's just talking to him and gathering information or if he's allowed to interview him or what the actual specifics of this are. But it does give us an opportunity, and Tucker Carlson has a huge platform, to remind everybody whether it is Julian Assange or Edward Snowden, that these are people who have revealed, in many cases, irrefutable evidence mm-hmm. or evidence that has yet to be refuted. How do how about we word it like that? About abuses by your government. And yet, in the equation of all of this, the people who have revealed the abuses of the government are labeled the bad guys and face a lifetime behind bars or perhaps even worse to be tried for treason in the case of someone like Edward Snowden if he were to be apprehended and brought back than the people who have actually abused the citizenry to begin with. Like I have long said that I think Edward Snowden is a national hero. I think what Edward Snowden revealed and you see the just blatant abuses by the government, the weaponization of the government against regular people Edward Snowden is not the bad guy. It'd be like if you had evidence of a crime and you went to the police and the police arrested you and said, no, you are the criminal mm-hmm. for telling us that this mm-hmm. crime took place and the information that you have. That yeah. doesn't happen anywhere else other than if you squeal on the government. So it's like Julian Assange has been imprisoned not for his crimes, but for exposing the crimes of others. Sure, and it was a great, great mistake by Donald Trump to not pardon Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. And there was no reason on his way out the door, nothing to lose, that those people should not... Donald Trump is president in large part because of WikiLeaks Mm -hmm. and Julian Assange. Mm -hmm. I mean, period, end of story. Let's not, you know, mince words here. And the fact that these two guys, you know, Julian Assange obviously on trial for his life and Edward Snowden essentially lives in exile is ridiculous because all they did was expose abuses of the government. Mm-hmm. And look, the, the government can pass what laws it wants, right? It can, it, in the field of fair play, there are ways you go about things. But these people were exposing abuses of the government that were outside the bounds of the fair play in which they were supposed to operate. That doesn't, to me, make you a criminal. That makes you a national hero for exposing what your government was doing that wasn't inside the the, the field of play that they had set forth. Yeah, there have been a lot of calls for him to be released from jail from all over the world, not just from within this country, but from even Australia. So there was also a recent letter from Thomas Massey from Kentucky and also James McGovern, a Democrat from Massachusetts, who are calling on President Biden to drop the charges against him and still crickets. Think about this. We as a country are insistent upon prosecuting Julian Assange, yet we gave away and freed the merchant of death. 
Right. We are insistent upon prosecuting a guy who simply revealed information of abuses by the government, most of which are yet to be refuted. But let the guy who actually abused people and, and killed people. Sold, yes, yes, sold weapons. He's free. Does that He's make, out walking among the world. Does that make any sense to anyone, Casey? Yeah. The answer is no, unless you are not unless you are totally interested in silencing the abuse the revelations of the abuse of the government. Here's an older clip that I wanted to share. This is Julian Assange, and he's talking about Afghanistan, but if you just replace the word Afghanistan for Ukraine, you have a whole different perspective. Listen to this. Because the goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. And if you look at, and you're 100% right, Casey, if you look at Ukraine, you got the FTX guy who I guess was just convicted, Mm -hmm. right? Yep, we're going to get to that coming up. And you've got him getting huge amounts of money, apparently, from Ukraine, and then, you know, giving huge amounts of money to Democrat politicians. Mm -hmm. You've got the military industrial complex who gives huge amounts of money to politicians who are supplying these weapons that we are funding. And so everybody is getting out okay on this other than the American people. Mm -hmm. And so you're absolutely right. And that is uh, so glad you're doing the template now because that is a brilliant catch and a brilliant thing to put out there, which is it's always the same stuff. It's the same thing Vietnam was. It's the same thing almost every single military engagement post-World War II has been for this country, which is the enrichment of Wealthy, connected, powerful people at the expense of you, the the regular citizen. It is 928. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You had mentioned this previously, and it's time to uh, get into it. Sam Bankman-Fried. His parents broke down in court yesterday. Their son was found guilty of embezzling $10 billion of his client's money. (laughs) Prosecutors say it's one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. This guy, this squirrely guy, faces 115 years in prison. Well, but look, again, it is so easy for everybody to point at this guy and go, look at this scoundrel. Mm -hmm. And you would be correct in that assertion. However, this guy was praised by politicians. He was praised by celebrities uh, that were financially, you know, receiving money from him or invested with him. And so we do this a lot in our society where everybody kind of like look at Harvey Weinstein, Mm -hmm. another example where we, not we, but society, members of the ruling or elitist class embrace somebody. And then it turns out they're a complete piece of garbage. (laughs) <laughs> and then they turn the finger and go, well, that disgusting human being. Mm-hmm. And yet the people who embrace, support it, and prop the person up don't get held to any sort of account. I have yet to hear in in mass, now I think there have been some, but in mass, politicians who got money from Sam Bankman free to give that money back. Yeah. 
I was thinking about that as well. And you know what kind of shocks me about this entire thing? I mean, this case moved at lightning speed, right? Yes. It just started a month ago, and they've already, you know, done all the work and found him guilty. How long? couple questions. How long do you think he'll actually serve? I mean, they're saying 115 years. Do you think he'll stay there the rest of his life? Obviously, unless he's got some magic sauce, he ain't going to live to be 100 and whatever. I mean, who who knows? I think it's very unlikely in any of the foreseeable future that he's going to get out because obviously the case will be fresh in people's minds. Here's the other side of it, though, Casey. Yeah. Which is, this is another example of people who got involved in things to which they did not understand because nobody understands cryptocurrency. They believe this guy. Yeah, but you've got to have some level of understanding of where your money's going. I'm not saying you've got to have an intricate knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you have to have some level of understanding of where your money's going and how it's being spent. And the reality remains that there's like seven people in this world who actually understand cryptocurrency, which is why you've seen huge, huge movement, both positive and negative in cryptocurrency over the past three or four years. Let's see, what is Bitcoin at now? Okay, so Bitcoin is essentially half of where it was, whatever that was, two or three years ago. I think it was at one point like 66 or $68,000. It's now at 34. Mm -hmm. Now, that's also though way up from where it was at its low, whatever that was a year and a half, two years ago, which was, I think I got down to 16,000 or something like that. That is not a reliable way to plan your future. You're essentially penny stocking. It's a, a hyper amped up version of penny stocking at this point where maybe you get lucky and it hits big one day, but then maybe you lose everything on the next thing you just you simply don't know these rapid i mean it's down 569 dollars and 90 cents so far today that's a colossal amount of money and i I would be willing to wager that the majority of people who are in crypto cannot explain why it's going up or why it's going down and and your husband is in the collectibles industry Mm -hmm. he will tell you as well as anyone that in 2020 2021 when people were also getting into crypto in mass they were also getting into collectibles. And you have seen, you saw ridiculous prices paid for sports memorabilia that is now being sold at a fraction of the price mm-hmm. because there was no rhyme or reason to support the prices for the thing other than people flooded into that market because it, it was the hip, cool thing to do. Now, on January 1st of 22, I put $100 into yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. And from time to time over the past year and a half, we have checked yes. in on my investment to see how it's done. And I believe at the low point, it got down, that $100 went all the way down to $28. Yeah, right. It now sits at $40.32. So, so in a year and a half, I've lost $60. Right, but there is also a difference, though. It's it's almost, and we talk with Hammer about this later, it's almost like sports betting. Mm-hmm. I threw a couple bucks on the game last night, not doing any research about it, not putting any effort into it. It's like, here's $4 on a variety of bets, and it's going to give me three hours of entertainment for $4. If I lose the 4 bucks, mm-hmm. I got three hours of entertainment for 4 bucks. Same thing with your $100. Right. It's one thing to go, this will be fun. It's like buying a lottery ticket. We'll see what happens. Check in on it from time to and time. You, you have probably gotten way more about than $100 worth of joy figuring out why the hell did, was I stupid and got into this thing. <laughs> but there are people who, it's the same thing with gambling. There are people who are betting 
tens of thousands of dollars. Real on, money. And there are people who are putting real money into this stuff. And the reality is they don't know what they're doing or who is doing the stuff. Does this surprise you at all that no one swooped in to save Sam Bankman-Fried? I mean, he was funneling huge amounts of money to the Democrat Party. Sure. But I think it. I think sometimes financing campaigns. But I think it's Madoff esque, where it's like the behavior is so egregious, and I think the politicians. I mean, look, there's video of what, what's her name, the uh, lady from uh, who? Uh, oh hell, she's a very famous poli- Maxine Waters. Oh yeah, just fawning over him. Mm-hmm. And so I think these politicians just wanted this to go away as fast as they possibly could. He's clearly not going to going to talk based on the fact that he hasn't talked and he's going to prison. And if he had, if he was going to, he would have tried to save himself. Uh, maybe he has uh, decided that he would like to alive himself throughout his prison mm-hmm. stay. I mm-hmm. don't know. But it's, it's just like all of these people who fawn over these individuals and then act so outraged, well, what does that say about you? Like, I would love to ask Maxine Waters and these Democrats – where did you think this money came from? Yeah. Like, did you you look at this guy? Does this guy look like the sort of dude who would revolutionize the world? They, be, to, they believed him, though. Did they? Or did they? they see, I Or do you think they thought I it was, think they, they knew? I think they 100% knew. Now, maybe not to what extreme, but look at that guy, Casey. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Like, isn't there a, isn't, wasn't Tom Brady one of his endorsers? Yes. Does that look like the sort of dude Tom Brady would be hanging out with? Now, I'm not alleging with endorsements that Tom Brady knew or knew anything was going on, but it's like, if people just throw piles of money at you, you're going to be like, yeah, cool, let's do it. And it does underscore, and again, consult your trained financial advisor. When we talk about somebody like Bill Demery, Bill Demery has a decades-long track record of investing people's money and getting results. Mm-hmm. And he's also being honest with people about what your reasonable level of expectation is. Mm-hmm. He's also telling you, look, here's the track record on this. You, you know, whatever thing you're in, here's what you can expect. These sorts of things where that you get promised the moon, it's like, it's like Wolf of Wall Street where he's calling the people at the penny stock company mm-hmm. and getting those people to buy. You'd love to have gone, what, what, how do, you think you're just the only person that figured this out? And if this guy knew it was such a sure thing, why wasn't he doing it? And how did FTX get a $32 billion valuation? This is, again, this yeah. is why you you have to be, you cannot rely, and this is why I don't do the stock market per se, Casey, because you're totally dependent upon other people. And it's possible that whatever company you're in, if you're saying, oh, man, this is a sure bet, you don't know. I mean- do you know who runs Walmart? No. Do you know who runs Kroger? <laughs> Do you know who runs Speedway gas stations? No. You look at them and go, well, they seem like reputable companies and they're doing very well, but so did Enron at one mm-hmm. point. You mm-hmm. just simply don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it'll be really interesting to see if they change the focus on his victims. And if any of them will get their money well, back. You're basi- you, those people are basically screwed, right? Yeah. I mean, that money is largely gone. It's like a get in line sort of thing. If you've ever had to file a claim right. against someone, either you know somebody who passed away and owed you money or whatever, 
you know what a daunting task that is. Imagine trying to get it from this guy. I really uh, quickly wanted to touch on this. American support for Ukraine is significantly fallen. Oh. This is according to a new poll. This is a Gallup poll. And it says 41% of Americans believe the U.S. government doing too much oh. to help Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. this is an increase from where it was yeah. over June. 12%. Yeah. So, and, so people are catching on. Well, right. And that's that's the point. Over the summer, people are starting to wake up just a little bit and questioning where their money's going, especially when you see uh, the border open and people flooding in. And you're wondering, why isn't our money going there instead? Well, and it's, you know, Gallup, which is a reputable mm-hmm. polling company, doesn't mean it's 100% accurate. No. But I thought the other part of this that was interesting, a third of respondents said they believed the U.S. was doing the right thing, which is down from 43%. So mm-hmm. that is down 10%. So you're seeing the tide starting to turn, much of it coming from Republicans who are finally waking up and going, wait a second. We've been at this for a year and a half now, mm-hmm. and we have nothing to show for it, and we have no tangible uh, return on investment, and there's no end in sight, and maybe that's not the best way to run a government. It also asked the people how long the U.S. should provide funding to Ukraine, and more than 60% said it should have limits. And 37%, mostly Democrats, said that they believe that the U.S. should continue to provide aid as long as Ukraine requests it. And the Biden administration just announced that they're planning another $425 million in military aid. This package, uh, I think they might be announcing it later today. All right. We got to take a break. Mm -hmm. When we come back, the crazy plane lady She's back. She's really annoying me at this point. She's back, and she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's well-assembled, but Mm -hmm. wow, she has just already reached a level of obnoxious. (laughs) And, you know, I feel bad because there was a point where I was very sympathetic to her, Mm -hmm. but not Not anymore anymore. because she is in look-at-me world. Talk about tables turning. It's 945. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. minutes in front of 10 it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc can we just say real quick yeah i nominate this song Mm -hmm. herman's hermits yeah as the greatest backing track to a scene in music in movie history and that is in the naked gun oh (laughs) where they are with priscilla presley Mm -hmm. and uh leslie nielsen go on that date and that scene where they come out of the movie theater and they're laughing hysterically and everybody else is like weeping and then they mm-hmm. pan up and they went to see Platoon. Priscilla Presley just did an interview. <laughs> Who does she do that sit down with? I can't remember. <laughs> but she was talking about uh, the death of her daughter, Lisa Marie. And she also said in the interview that she definitely wants to be buried next to Elvis on Graceland. Priscilla did. Man, and she is like almost 80 years old, isn't she? Is that mm-hmm. right? How old is Priscilla? 
Presley. I, I don't know how old she is, but I imagine that's probably pretty close. Well, luckily, Casey, in the modern era in which we... <laughs> yes. How... Okay, I got the number. We're going to play what do you, Price I, is Right I know rules? the answer here, so what, what are you going with? Oh, boy. Well, I know she was younger than Elvis. I'm going to say she's 77. You're very close. 78. Oh. Yeah, very close. Yeah, okay. And she looks it. Boy, I don't know what they stuck in her face, but it has not gone well. Okay, talk. let's talk about somebody else's face um, who's putting it out there a lot more, and that is this... Plain lady. Tiffany. It's not Gomez. It's Gomas. 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 Yes. Yeah. uh, The I'm telling you right now. Um, So she is out there. She just did a thing with Pardon My Take. That's a sports show. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. It's ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she's posting pictures of herself now. And Hammer sent us a (laughs) tweet. She's looking very attractive. Sitting in the chair with some high-heeled boots on, and she's reclining, and she said, I'm the type of person you meet in the airport. Or yeah. Our eyes lock, and you know I'm the one. Here's the thing, though. It, and she's now, like, on doing stuff with bar stool. Mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. And this really, really angers me because this person, and it, when this initially came out, you remember at the time, I said, everybody should just leave this person alone. She clearly had... You don't know. Did she mix some things together that caused her to behave in erratic fashion? Was she hyper-stressed because she has a fear of flying? You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Clearly, this person, because she disappeared, was, it appeared, rather embarrassed by her actions. And then it came out, hey, she has this very high-profile job, and she just, you know, kind of wants to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even a person saying, well, we must know who that mf'er was, right? Mm-hmm. Just leave her alone. Let her go about her business. If there's law enforcement that needs to be involved, fine. Appears not. Just let her go about her life and leave her alone. But now she has surfaced and is like getting, is becoming a glory hound. And the only thing she is known for is totally pathetic and ridiculous behavior on this airplane, which jeopardized potentially all the people that were on that flight with her. Mm-hmm. And now we are rewarding this person who has no other applicable talent where you'd say, oh, my gosh. I mean, she's fine. She's attractive, but she's not like a perfect 10. (laughs) And she wouldn't be there if she hadn't done this thing. And now we're once again rewarding. And and she is exploiting her bad behavior. Yep. Okay. So just the other day, she had that video about the Halloween costumes because dressing up like her was a big thing right. for Halloween. Sure. And she did this contest with the New York Post and she was giving away plane tickets. And then that was on October 27th. And then on what was this? Uh November 1st, she put a new profile picture of herself up online and it's very attractive. And then she followed it up with a more, I don't know, sexy picture of her lounging back yeah. with these high-heeled thigh-high boots. And now she's showing up on the Pardon My Take and the Barstool Sports. So it tells so, you she doesn't really feel bad about well, it. Well, I'm starting to wonder and question if the whole that MFR's not real yeah. was a setup and that was a launch into whatever this career of hers is turning into. She's getting rewarded for horrible behavior. She did something on an airplane that you should absolutely not do, and that is, is her only claim to fame. And it is just like the cash me outside girl mm-hmm. where you take these train wrecks of humanity and then you just start rewarding these people. And then we wonder 
why society is in the position that it's in. It's like when I was in seventh grade, I loved Dennis Rodman. I had the shoes that tied up from the side. I had the whatever his book was called, Bad As I Want to Be. I thought it was super cool to love Dennis Rodman because I was 12 or 13 years old. Mm -hmm. At 39 years old, I look at Dennis Rodman and go, what a terrible example I'm mortified even at 12 or 13 that I thought Dennis Rodman was a super cool guy. There's nothing cool about Dennis Rodman. The guy was a train wreck and a total zero. But yet we have adults Mm -hmm. that are still acting like they're little, little kids, little teenage boys who, oh, because she's hot, yeah, we're going to reward her and prop her up. And it's just like, I I see this, and I don't know what the answer is because obviously it's a free market and a free economy, and clearly there are people who want to consume visuals of her or whatever, which is why people like Barstool have her on. And as a capitalist, I'm for people being able to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. However, we as a society should take take control of this ourselves and reject these entities that are propping her up like some sort of person that you should want to consume or be around because it's encouraging more and more people to do this stuff. So she changed the description on her uh, profile to include Texas girl, real estate, marketing. We know that's what she did. Yeah. She did marketing, but now it includes viral personality. And so what she is saying and what we are doing is I am monetizing mm-hmm. borderline criminal behavior. I mean, she. I don't. I don't think she was ever charged with a crime. But clearly, if you watch the police body cam, etc., it looked like she was right up next to that line. She was removed from an airplane. She was behaving erratic and probably scaring a lot of people on that airplane. And she apparently now just doesn't feel bad about it at all because she's trying to make money. Yep. Or or at least fame. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea what. The financial payouts are on this, but she's getting great publicity over terrible behavior. Yep. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.